Hey everyone, welcome back to another bonus episode of the show. It is your favorite podcaster, Kaylee, and I am back to discuss the soap operas with you. So we're going to talk about Young and the Restless and General Hospital in this episode. Since I believed I started with General Hospital in the last one, we're going to start with Young and the Restless on this one. I am 100% caught up on Young and the Restless, so you will hear my full thoughts on everything. And I'm mostly, if not all the way, caught up on GH, so... You'll still get a good chunk of information from me, too, and my take on things. So just starting with Young and the Restless, I hate the turn that Victoria has taken. I'm fine with her being at odds with Victor. I mean, they should be. He's done her dirty so many times. However, her approach and the spite she's displaying is wrong. Like, it's just not soapy goodness. It's actually a turnoff. Like, you can be tough, a boss, a badass. To, to, you can be all of that. But to be that, you don't have to be hateful. Like, her spirit's nasty, and I don't like that. And I like when Nick dragged her for a little bit. Like, she's not acting any different from Victor or Adam. I cackled when Nikki said in a sarcastic and condescending tone that Nick and Phyllis are in love again. That's how I feel. I'm just over it. They have been a thing over and over again. And nothing about this go around feels refreshing or different. It's just something that I accept. But it's meh. Like, I feel nothing. Also, I feel like since Michelle Stafford has been back, her only storyline has been about trying to hold on to the Grand Phoenix and issues with the Grand Phoenix. And I just feel like she's come back to the show but wasn't given much. I wish she would have stayed on as GH as Nina, and I'm always going to say that. And I just think that storyline for her, from her GH character, is just better than what she's getting right now. And yeah, I also miss Gina Tonyoni, so there's also that. But I do feel like they should do more with Phyllis, point blank, regardless of who's in the role. You can tell that... Elena's a good person and she's not used to being messy and again these thoughts are in order from how I watched it so I'm all the way caught up but this is just my thoughts in order as I was watching so (laughs) you just work with me but yeah so you can tell Elena she's a good person and she's just not used to being messy so the guilt was her tearing her apart and I was thinking more at this time about her cheating with Nate she wanted to feel desired and to feel like someone's main focus and sex can sometimes be the pinnacle of desire and focus you know at least momentarily so i think that's why she cheated and i also think that she knows that nate really wants and loves her i think she she's been known that and that's why she went for it she knew she could get it from him and i don't think it's mutual i mean it could be i definitely think she loves devon so i'll say that and I also say that Lena and Nate, they both took advantage of each other. Nate was so trifling, though, during his interaction with Amanda. Like, he ghosted her, and then he briefly tried to flip the script when breaking up with her. And, you know, Nate, he really only has eyes for Lena. And I said that before he did his proclamation of love, but obviously you can see I was right. But, yeah, and someone on the board is liking the storyline to know Drew and Malcolm, and I can get that perspective. And I'm fine with just thinking about the drama with the Newman family. I'm fine with Lily standing up for herself and just being unfazed by threats. You get tired of people trying to run over you and tell you what to do. And I also like that she was standing firm even though, you know, Nikki and Victor have ties to Neil. And she's tied to Neil. Emotional ties and even familial ties. That gives no one free reign to manipulate situations to go their way. Boundaries are real. Self-prioritization is real and necessary on many facets and many levels 
it was said that Nick is busy with New Hope and being a single parent. And you know what? I would love to see it. Let's see New Hope in more action. Let's see more single parent Nick just really focusing on being a father versus just hanging around Phyllis. Let's talk about things. Show them. You don't see single fathers on dads raising them often on TV. So let's see it. Give Nick more depth. Also, Nick made it clear to Nate that he was suspicious. Like he been told that dude he's suspicious, you know, just when discussing betrayal and losing the right to be called family but anyway and let's be clear though Devon with that whole betrayal thing he's not a saint like he cheated with Tyra and Hillary while they were Neil and the Tyra thing is a throwback she was played by actress Eva Marcel also known as Eva Pigmer Pigford sorry from America's Next Top Model but yeah like Devon is not a saint and he was messy when he was hooking up and dating Mariah you know Hillary's co-star you know so Although I was excited to see his reaction, he just, like, I felt that time that he better not wild out too much given his own history, but he is. He's still being cold and hateful and mean, like I suspected that he would be. And that's his pattern. Like, he was cold and hateful and mean with Lily. Like, he's some saint. Like, he's never harmed anybody. Like, he's never done wrong. Like, you've done a lot and had to be forgiven for a lot yourself, but whatever. So, anyway, just drifting back um, to things I saw in the order that I saw them. Lola was ranting about celebrating her freedom and not caring about Kyle's marriage to Summer. Girl, this man is sitting in front of you right now in your restaurant while you're over here, you know, celebrating and turning up and all in his face. Does he even look like he got married? Like, he didn't. Like, Kyle was over there looking stressed. But I understand, though. Lola was doing what we call flexing, acting like she's good when she's not. You know, it was all from a place of hurt. And then another thing I was watching, and I was like, why is Chelsea talking to Chloe about Adam? She tried to kill him twice. She hates him. Like, matter of fact, I still don't even understand why Chelsea and Chloe were even friends still. Like, why they are friends still. It just makes no sense to me. I like the character, but I'm over Billy's vendetta. And I think we're starting to see him come to peace. And, you know, that truth actually come to, coming to fruition. And Billy just chilling on the whole Adam and Delia thing. And I'm glad and I hope that it goes in that direction. Like Adam has done a lot of terrible things and purposely. However, Delia's death was an accident and that was due to Billy's own negligence. You left her in the car by herself. Let it go. Go back to therapy and get a new therapist who will help you truly break that unhealthy grudge and all that manifests from it. Like these are some of my original thoughts. And I was so annoyed though in that scene when he was on the phone with the source saying that he uses the word proof loosely like come on i want to see him do more chance com but i see now with the episode i think it was friday yesterday's episode where he was talking with jack and he's now you know thinking about brokering that piece and letting it all go and just letting it out of being please let that be the thing and let's see more chance com other than just petty vendettas you know let's actually see business in action so I hate that, you know, drifting back to Nate and Amanda and his ghosting. I hate that he did that. But you know what? I'm glad that Nate and Amanda are over. They did not spark for me. I am team elate or I'm team Nate single, but was a great medical story. But I don't even know that's going to be possible because his hand is damaged right now. <laughs> but he is not coming out of this storyline well at all. He's definitely been hit by what we call the soap opera bus. But I think Amanda handled it well with grace and class, as of course she would do. No comment, but comment. What was Sharon's like 30% white and 70% beige dress? What was going on there? Sorry, had to have like a shallow moment there. But yeah, just shifting back to Lola and Kyle and just my thoughts on them as I watched. 
Lola was right. Like he chose to show up to society. He just kept and just keeps coming to her. Like leave her alone. Like that Demi Lovato meme where it's like get a job, stay away from her. That's how I feel. Honestly, though, I wish they never broke Kyle and Lola up like at the very least if they were going to break them up and they were going to have the divorce thing i just felt like the pacing should have been better and now summer is walking around in glasses and hats and spying on people it's a mess it's not cute if you're that insecure when you're acting out let it go trust me it means you're no good but at the same time when has that ever mattered it's so planned but at this point i would just love for lola and summer to bond and be besties and both drop Kyle and let him learn to be alone and let him work on himself because he definitely needs to though and this is just drifting aside because remember my thoughts and my um, words right now are written in order of the episodes that I've seen them but also Sully Spectra comes back next week but on Young and the Restless versus Bold and the Beautiful and she's at Jabot which means she'll probably be thrown into Kyle's orbit so it'll be interesting to see how all of that turns out now <laughs> but yeah so thinking of Dina, I like the pace of Dina's stuff. It was less dragged out than at GH. I like the clarity, that moment of clarity, and just that last moment of family love. Surges, they're real. They're a real occurrence. And for me, I love family bonding and relationships. So I give them props for the death. I think they handled that better. And I'll give GH props for the overall handling of the Alzheimer's storyline. I will say though, as much as I don't care for Theo, Dina was his family too and he deserved a call. Even if he couldn't be there at that very moment, he could have at least seen her, you know, before they took her away since they knew it was coming. Like everybody was talking around town to everybody about how it was coming in the next few days. So they knew, so they could have called him to let him have time with her. Or like I said, before the body was taken away after she died, like Theo was done dirty with that whole thing. I like that Amanda let Nate know that she peeped game that she felt that he liked Elena and that she said that she wouldn't tell Devon but I mean again bringing it back to present time doesn't like Nate cares if Devon knows or not he just wants Elena and that's all he cares about screw everybody else basically but yeah I was so glad that Amanda let him know like she peeped games she knew it must be hard for him seeing Devon and Elena together my girl is smart period Elena aka Brittany was great brilliant display I knew how capable she was as an actress and I felt her pain. She acted out the confession really well. And I want to take a moment though to shout out everyone behind the scenes of Young and the Restless, the directors, the camera crew, etc. They're really doing a great job in showing creativity with the shifts due to COVID. And shout out to the team who actively ensures that the cast social distances during scenes. I appreciate seeing that on Young and the Restless. So Devon punched Nate and walked out. He was like bleeding and torn tendon. Devon was like, what does that have to do with me? Like, he just walked out like, bye. <laughs> but yeah, Amanda figured out everything super quick. Because again, my girl is smart. Again, I find Nate dirty. He's wrong. He's not coming out of this great. And yeah, he's made it clear that he just really wants Selena for himself. But what I really hate right now, what we've seen, I honestly hate that Amanda is like the odd one out. And even if they shift to Amanda and Devon, which it looks like they may do. Um, but we've seen that he loves Elena. And then Nate's love for Elena is very clear and promptly said at this point. And it seems like they're shifting to perhaps Billy and wanting Lily more. And 
For me, it seems like Amanda is the unwanted twin and now the seemingly unwanted partner. However, I did hear that Jason Thompson offered hope for Amelia in a recent live and mentioned upcoming scenes, so I have hope. But yeah, right now it just seems kind of wrong, you know, unwanted twin and now unwanted, you know, partner. And I just don't like that. Anyway, when Amanda mentioned that Devon treats Elena like she's a saint, when Phyllis said, guess he was wrong like the way she worded it, I think she was like yeah I guess he was something like that but anyway it was just funny Michelle Stafford delivered that well and I just want to give her props for that so Faith lying and sneaking around with someone older yikes but I liked seeing you know Nick aka Joshua Merrill or Morrow sorry in real dad mode I promise things like this can be interesting I promise and I like when Nick acts with substance but yeah Faith totally played him and manipulated him very clear and again, I just want to say from episodes I've seen, Brittany is really shining. And I know they're consummate professionals, but I wonder if it's weird, you know, portraying discord when you date in real life. And like I mentioned earlier, Devon has a bad habit of being hella rude to innocent people like Lily and Abby. Now, a question that I have. When Nate originally professed his love for Elena and Elena walked out, where did she go? Were they not in the exam room? Nate was by the door so how did she leave just help me with the logistics y'all <laughs> but anyway I liked Lola chatting with Elena and I liked the actual friendship that they seem to be developing with that chat and then now with them being roommates you know what I think I I feel like Lola shines with women characters and a friend and romantic sense particularly with Cameron Grimes aka Mariah she has like good friendship and romantic chemistry so i'm just saying if they want to go that route i wouldn't be mad at it chelsea walking in on adam and ray's convo well yikes um i've been hard on chelsea lately but i really felt bad for her in that moment and i do wonder though if it's karma given that she went on and on about her love for nick at first when she returned though i don't think anyone fully deserves to hear about their partner proclaiming about how much they love another woman and ranting to another man about being in love and destined to be with another woman at that point at this point i don't think the chatham love story i fell in love with is alive anymore and just drifting back to victoria she was so rude to chelsea sure johnny deserves better than being a substitute or impulse thought and sure your house being broken into was you know a major thing to be upsetting but i'm just so over this ice queen thing she's not relatable right now she's not rootable right now you just can't root for her and telling chelsea to leave genoa city just hateful and like i said i like that lena and lola are roommates for now it's different it's fresh and again i like seeing friendships especially between women i would love to see them bond for people who are lonely or social distancing right now it can be a way to just live vicariously i want to say though young and the restless is not handling the sharing storyline well for me she's never looked physically unwell or mentally unwell because it is an emotional and mental burden when you're going through stuff like that and she's never really looked like she was struggling you know she haven't had like one day she looked rough if that but not even really then and she's been bouncing around like everything's fine chasing adam and she's been wearing the same outfits and then just the way they handled it with that you know all of a sudden things took like a really bad turn for the worst and then like two days later oh everything's fine and it just it was really weird it's if you're gonna do something do it right that's always what i say do it justice you know there are people watching who've lived through it you know or have seen it you know 
So yeah, last thing that I want to say in reference to Young and the Restless, what was up with that episode that was filled with like four dream sequences? I didn't like that. It just felt like filler. And there's burning storylines right now. And there's so many characters without a real storyline. I just don't find filler necessary. But I'm glad to hear that Theo is being in included in planning Dina's memorial. That is something I'm happy to see. But yeah, that wraps up all the thoughts that I had on Young and the Restless. I'm going to take a quick break and then I'll be right back to discuss General Hospital. And we're back. So I am a few episodes behind on General Hospital, but I'm still in the know and I've seen a ton of episodes. So I still have a lot to say. And remember that these thoughts are written in the order that I've seen the episodes. So some of them will be like from like maybe two weeks ago up until more recent episodes. So with that in mind, um, Monica donated to Alzheimer's in honor of Mike. And that was so nice. But child, like Sonny killed your son. <laughs> And then he helped integrate the other into mob life. So he wouldn't see a cent from me, honey. But shout out to you, Monica, for being a better person. So Cyrus interrupting Ava and Trina. You know, I root for a formidable, you know, opponent for Sonny. But make the storyline juicy. You know, come on now. Like, don't play in everyone's faces all the time. Like, do not jump in Trina's face. You killed the girl's father and nearly her. Leave her alone. So just speaking of Trina, I adore the bond that Ava and Trina share. It's just one of my favorite things on the show. And it just is so sweet and it feels natural. And one thing I wanted to say, I understood when Trina said she felt like hopeless and angry all the time. I have and continue to feel the same, you know, way sometimes with things that have happened in my life. But um, I do think Trina needs to dial down the hate on Curtis. Her beef with Jordan, it's okay, understandable. I mean, Jordan, she's spineless. She's a terrible commissioner. And she trashed Trina's father by exposing a crime that she herself took part in. So I'm fine with her slandering or being mean to Jordan. Uh, but just the hate with Curtis, it's like, it's just so unnecessary and it's old at this point. I'm going to talk about this more later on in the show. But I definitely want to just go ahead and start and say, like, I'm just annoyed. I want Cam and Trina but it's very clear they're going the Joss route. I get their legacy characters. They grew up together. It makes sense. But why not do something fresh? You know, like, yeah, the kiss was off between Kim and Trina. But they have chemistry and they're cute together. Let other characters outside of the core four find love too. I'm not interested in the tried and true right now. Spice it up. Devin Jocelyn should have been a thing like it's just weird to me that now he likes her and she liked him before and he was just I don't know what's going up going on with Dev but I think that he and Jocelyn should have been a thing and I just hate now that Jocelyn wants Cam pretty much right after finding out that Trina kissed him you know and I hate that Trina is unwanted by both boys what message does that send so yeah, I just hate how suddenly Joss developed feelings and all this flip-flopping between everyone, between her now wanting Kim and now Dev wanting Jocelyn after curving her before. Like, just at this point, I just rather romance be left out completely because it's destroying the friend group that I love and find wholesome. You have Dev, you know, manipulating both Cameron and Joss and it just ruined a new core four. They could have been like the four musketeers. They could have been, you know, the new version of elizabeth and emily and nicholas and lucky or even just the young set they had with georgie and maxi and stuff like i just feel like it's ruined now 
But anyway, there was a funny moment. So <laughs> when Dante appeared and Sonny asked if the authorities know, Sir, when have you cared about legal matters? It was just a funny moment though. Dustin and Lulu, they do not work for me. Next caller, moving on. <laughs> and it's not even about Dante though. I'm fine with him dating someone else. Dustin and Lulu just does not work. And shout out to Monica for another moment. A great line. You threw her out of a house you don't even own. Yes, girl. Don't let them forget. It's your house. Alan gave it to you. We'll never forget. But, you know, it must suck. Like, yeah, Dante said move on. And he filed for divorce. But Lulu moved on super fast with Dustin, who was sketch for me. Something about him is just off. You know? But yeah, that line where they were like forever is a year and a half. It was funny. And I don't know if the writers meant it to be, but the way that M delivered it was. But I understand Lulu's anger, yet love. Dante was so petty when he was calling Dustin Desmond and Darius, just calling him everything but his name. And it reminded me of good times where the politician never called Wilona by her real name. He would call her Wilhelmina, all kinds of things. And it also reminded me of a different world where Whitley called Kinu everything but her name. I live for it. It's just classic TV fun. Britt has chemistry with Julian, the new Nicholas, and Jason. There's just so many possibilities. Ava, I said it on Twitter, but she must have that whap. Like, after they had sex, Nicholas switched up so quick. I love it, though. And, I mean, there was a reason that Morgan kept coming back. I totally laughed out loud when Nicholas was like, it may have been forged in hell, but it's still a marriage. Sir, come on. But that's how I feel about a lot of marriages. I think that's how a lot of people feel, really. But, yeah, I like Ava and Nicholas together. And this is going to be a comment that I have that's, more new and a little bit out of line disjointed but i just don't want to forget and one of the more recent episodes nicholas was like oh but you love this mouth and i was like okay just the way that marcus coloma uttered that line it was just hot it was sexy but yeah i love ava so i'm definitely team Ava. so deception is just a very apt title the brand voice can't sing due to attack and then deceive the CEO. And then the brand face is having emotional issues and substance abuse issues that she's lying about through omission and cover up. So deception, great title. I smiled so big and so hard at Olivia's reaction to seeing Dante at the door. It was just very heartwarming. I love Olivia telling Dante that he saved himself. That's good parenting. Sometimes we give so much credit to everyone but ourselves. So just remember to thank yourself for all the acts of self-love, care, and respect, and for the things you've achieved. We are so powerful as individuals, so I just love that moment. Also, shout out to Robert Scorpio. He hates Peter, and he's 100% honest about it with every interaction. He's not being fake. Love it. I hate Peter too and I'm looking forward to his downfall and if he doesn't leave the show he needs to be sent away for a little while minimum maybe sporadic visits like Helena or Heather even though he doesn't hold a candle to them we just need a break from him so Dante said that annulments take a long time and <laughs> you know in Vol in the Beautiful Land annulments are a dime a dozen they're a standard go-to sometimes they take a while to go through sometimes they don't and either way in soap land marriage and standard processes mean nothing also, let's talk about how big the Quartermain Mansion is because your MIA brother is just over there in the house chilling. You don't bump into him. You don't even know it until you see him at the door. Like, love the house. Super big. And I just thought that was a cute, funny moment. So at first, when I read about Valentine in Brooklyn, I was like, what? No way. 
but I actually like them a little. They have unexpected chemistry. I even saw a spark. So, but I still kind of want Brooklyn with Chase. Sorry, that's just kind of my favorite. But I do think she sparks with Valentine as well. But you know, I also want Chase back with Willow. But I just don't think that's gonna happen at this point. But I just feel like Chase has chemistry with so many people. And again, I just want to take a moment to shout out the recast Brooklyn, Brianna Lane or Brianna Lane. I really like her. But, you know, I would say that I ship Valentine the hardest with Anna. That's just my first little pick. You know, in court, it would be weird. You know, a couple divorcing but simultaneously filing adoption papers. But hey, it's GH land. But also, let's talk about the egg on Nina's face. She just knew Valentine wouldn't be with anyone but her. He's still like, virile, girl. Like, he still has needs. But she was definitely hella salty, aka super jealous. And so, you know, who has questions? That line that Valentine uttered, it was petty, but so funny. And Chase was salty too. I definitely peeped it. Nina and the service, you know, I know it's to drill home her connection to Nell, but it just rings hollow. And if Nell is off canvas for a while, it just seems unnecessary. And shifting gears and thinking about Alexis right now, you know, I think alcoholism stories have been done so much on soap operas that I'm just not here for Alexis relapsing. I know it's very real and very much real life, a part of the process, and they relapse often. But I just think like I've just been through so many rounds with Nikki on Young and the Restless, coupled with, you know, other shows like Brooke had an alcoholism storyline, alcoholism, sorry, and so did Katie. So I just think, you know, I just want to break from it. <laughs> and like I said earlier, the kiss was awkward, but Cam and Trina, they just sparkle in a way that Joss and Cam don't for me. And again, like I said earlier, I think people want them together because their legacy families growing up together, things of that nature is typical. But like I said, just do something different, but they won't. And I hate that they had, you know, Trina bow out and concede to friendship. I don't like it and I don't feel like it was real. I feel like Trina is denying herself or the writers are denying her either way. But I just want to say something that has been discussed on a different forum that I'm on. And I agree with, you know, interracial couples have barely been a thing on GH. And when they have been, they were just tossed aside quickly from Jason and Keisha to Maya and Ethan. And heck, even Carly and Sean didn't really get off the ground. And I thought they had amazing chemistry. And even though Sean was paired with Alexis, it didn't last long. And I just want to, again, say, don't go the easy and simple route. Do something different and refreshing that can also make sense. I want shows to step it up. Let other people of different demographics be loved and adored. Yes, I want the black girl to be loved and adored. But I also want an Asian family and a Hispanic family. And I want them in business stories. And I want to see them loved and adored, too. I want to see people of different religions and those who are disabled. It's time to expand the mantle. It's time to push the envelope. It's time to truly value all. Daytime, you used to tackle big things like abortion and HIV and AIDS. Step up and show everything reflective of our world. And if there's a show that can do it, it's GH. On another note, and I think I kind of alluded to it other earlier, I'm tired of Cyrus now. Just all he does is play in people's faces. And the storyline for me is just stagnant and it's becoming comical. Like, make him a dark, formidable threat. I get he won't win because, you know sunny but i want him to be a compelling villain and foe like lorenzo was also and i think i kind of hinted to that earlier as well jordan is just ruined for me i'm just over her and i'm over her acting like she's this tough girl like girl you're a puppet and you're just in no position not to be and you haven't done anything formidable thus far i've seen you know to not be 
and even the threats and the gun pulling and waving when TJ was kidnapped just felt like nothing to me. And like I mentioned, it seems like Michael and Melora in game, and I can accept that. Just please, on a superficial note, update her wardrobe. You can be sweet, awesome, wholesome, and still have style. And like I said, I want Chase with Brooklyn now, even though, again, I still feel like she, you know, Chase has more chemistry with Willow than Michael does. But like I said, you know, I can definitely accept Michael and Willow. I'm fine with that. But for me, I think Michael's best pairing was Abby, that dancer and worker. I want to say that I hate how weakened Julian is. And I'm, like I said, I'm behind on episodes, but I'm up to date on real-time news. So I know that he and M. Ryland have been let go from the show. And I just want to end the episode with my thoughts on this updating decision. When Julian first came on the scene, he was vicious. And he was what I thought a real threat, you know. And man, have they made him a shadow of that. And I also want to say that Julian wins the award for me for looking the best in black underwear and love scenes. But, you know, a shallow note. But, yeah, just being on the rail, though, I still like the actor. And I'm sad to see him go. And I wish him well. And I'm also sad to see him go. And while she was never quite Lulu for me, I've always liked the actress. You know, I saw her on Young and the Restless as Abby. And I wish her well, too. And some want... Um, Melissa Ordway on Young and the Restless to get the Gina Tognoni treatment and then some want you know M. Rylan's Lulu to get the Gina Tognoni treatment and I just want to say no one should get that treatment the way Young and the Restless did her just to me wasn't right and I also want to say I think it's a bad time for anyone to lose their jobs and I'm not going to name anyone specifically but I can think of several other actors and characters that could have gotten the boot if GH was truly going to go down that route. So that wraps everything up. Join me next week for the rest of my thoughts on the mess that is Port Charles and the mess that is Genoa City. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to like, you know, tweet about it. Talk to me about it. Share it with your friends. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great Sunday and a great week.